0: Hey, this is Lauren
1: and this is Maui and uh, this is our podcast together. We're going to be doing a book club for our book called "Storm in a Teacup, The Physics of Everyday Life by Helen Zurich and uh, we're thinking about doing a chapter every once in a while and talking about it together and seeing how it goes.
0: Today is just the introduction, which, let me tell you, I almost always skip in a book because I usually think they're very boring, but I am very glad Mara tricked me into reading (laughs) this.
1: I was like reading the introduction, she's like, wait, I thought we're doing chapter one first. It's like meeting someone and then just, like, skipping their name and just going straight into That's what I like, do. What do, you do. What do you do for a living?
0: How many times do you say, wait, I don't know their name? You're right. <laughs> You're
1: right. I totally don't know their name.
0: But I do know the name of this book and the author. I didn't skip that. Okay. I just skipped their blah, blah, blah. Do you ever read are. the
1: back of the book?
0: Only before I buy it. If I've already been recommended yeah. something, I don't always read that. Yeah. Because I don't want to spoil everything if I know it's gonna be. I funny. have
1: to look at the picture of the author. Really?
0: I can't look at the picture of the author. It ruins the book for oh me. Oh my
1: goodness. It's like it's like storytelling. I have to know who is telling me the story. I have picture them talking.
0: I can't do it because it ruins the story for me. It takes me out of the reality of the book if I remember that somebody wrote it. <laughs> especially if I know what they look like <laughs> <laughs> okay for, so for this
1: book <laughs> Helen she is um I'm not trying to like insult her she's like a, a middle-aged lady she's like in her 30s um she's obviously oh, a, really. a physicist you don't think she's in her 30s I'm just it's saying middle 30 age? isn't middle age oh my gosh <laughs> 20 is middle age for you you're you're halfway done um you know she's she's got like this medium length hair and uh, she's got this pleasant smile and she's wearing a red shirt then, boom, that's it. That's all I think about when I'm reading this book. It's just her sitting at a desk writing this and like talking aloud. I'm so sexist. Like, Is that so weird? It
0: was a man. I didn't even. Because I forgot who the author was. Uh, yes. I was reading it. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes.
1: The man, Helen. I'm <laughs> <We're> just kidding.
0: you <laughs> did it, two did it together.
1: Okay. So, the introduction. What do you think?
0: Ah, uh, so interesting. So, it starts out. I don't want to ruin it, but I guess it's the of talking about it. It starts out talking about the storm in a teacup which is the book but what it's referring to is when milk and tea or coffee and my history of personal mm-hmm. examples mix us together in a swirl before it binds chemically mm-hmm. and that was his um, perspective on how you can study like the universe even astronomically just in a small scale because the same way that those liquids swirl together before they mix is the same way that cold and hot air swirl together in storms and weather and the same way that you'll see the universes swirl together out in space, which is fascinating to think about in a large scale, really.
1: Yeah. So crazy.
0: I wasn't truly hooked until we got into the next subject did you want to rush onto that yet
1: no yeah go ahead ahead. i saw you reading it and you like looked over and you're like (gasps) yeah so
0: (laughs) so they started talking about ultraviolet light which is which is the rays of light that human eyes don't see but there are animals out there that can see it or interface with it anyway ultraviolet light would be the light that makes you sunburn on a cloudy day and you're like how can that be there was no sunshine right Mm -hmm. well it can go through the cloud cover
1: oh man can we put yeah tangent
0: (laughs) when i read that
1: i every time i read like ultraviolet light or like ultrasonic sound (laughs) i always think about like the things that i'm missing Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like i'm looking at something and it's you know it's reflecting it's absorbing something and it's reflecting light or i'm listening to something and uh, it's putting off these vibrations in the, in the air mm. and they're coming to me and i'm only receiving this small spectrum of light and sound and i feel like man i'm missing stuff sometimes yeah you know? I, it
0: makes me want to you know like the colorblind, and they put on those sunglasses and they could see color Yeah. like sometimes i just want to experience the world in all of its glory i feel like that'd be so much yeah well one at a time maybe yeah but at the same time it also makes me wonder who out there a human Mm -hmm. has a special genetic gift alteration Mm -hmm. that can see ultraviolet light or like what do they call it emp waves or whatever that like emotional
1: oh you're talking about (laughs) people who have like synesthesia so that uh, people that like feel what they see
0: no but that's interesting also that's Mm -hmm. more that's just more of a a, a brain thing, but I'm talking about. I don't know if it's really real life. Where people can see like auras or whatever. Like people's like energy or emotion. They can, they can see some mm-hmm. kind of waves coming from people oh that change yeah. with mood. Yeah. Which wouldn't be ultraviolet light, but it would be some sort of energy waves, I'm yeah. sure, that we well. emit from our brains or whatever bodies. I'm afraid to research it too much more, but yeah, it's the same type of thing to me. Like, are there people out there that see the ultraviolet light? People.
1: Yeah, or cats, like Pansy.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. And like, what, what other animals do and what does that do for them? I don't know. I personally enjoy seeing the range of colors that I do see, but so, I th- I thought about all that, a little bit. But then, I don't know why it hit me so deeply. They, they, Helen, explained that, well, first she, she explains why scorpions and cyclists are... Yeah, I like that. ...are similar. Real dramatic. Which I was like, okay, I really don't know how this is going to be the same, but it turns out that... Scorpions absorb uh, visible. No, they absorb the ultraviolet light. They absorb the ultraviolet light and they reflect visible light, and it makes it fluorescent looking. And this is so that they can hide themselves extra well. Sounds sounds like an oxymoron, but because they're so fluorescent, they can see their self and hide extra well at night um yeah
1: that's a pretty intense you know evolutionary trait yeah, it's, it's pretty so pretty se- crazy so oh because nobody see. else
0: can see that fluorescence it's like yeah. it's a secret tool kind of like kids mouthwash that turns their mouth blue or whatever oh
1: i've always wanted secret. that when i was little i saw all the commercials yeah. and i was like man that sounds great yeah it's like mom can i get that she's like no just brush yeah. your teeth
0: but we use that same um I'll call it technology, even though it was natural, uh, in reflective gear, which a cyclist would wear, to be seen rather than to be hidden. Um, But the same concept of absorbing the ultraviolet light and reflecting the rest of the colors is, they said, what makes tonic water glow under ultraviolet light.
1: Oh, man.
0: And that just blew my mind. I didn't know that tonic water just, like, essentially bubbly water but like with minerals or whatever mm-hmm. i'm assuming ultraviolet is um somewhat included with like a black light is that kind of on yeah, the edge of honestly the i edge really of the spectrum? don't even know how that works but i wonder <laughs> it's just like a party idea we just have tonic water there with the black light on so it looks like we're drinking freaking fluorescent blue yeah exactly be crazy yeah you blew my mind you
1: just had that um that Dragon fruit drink from Starbucks. I was about too. that too. Yep. I I'm wonder if sure it had if
0: to do with some chemical component right. that absorbs UV, especially in the sunlight. Because I was thinking the sunlight might be a, a factor, because yeah. all the UV absorbs all of that.
1: So the dragon fruit drink, mango dragon fruit at Starbucks, she got it was just like so fluorescent but also so pale and like translucent like you just look through His it.
0: Amazing color. I honestly will probably get it again not because of the taste of it but just because it was so
1: it was beautiful. Fascinating yeah. to
0: look at. I don't know what it is about humans and like eating the most exotic colors and being like so excited by it. Right. Yeah. Maybe it has to do with um, the mentality of the vitamins that might be in mm-hmm. it but
1: There was um, where she talked about making that Tonic water glow, and I wanted to like make a mental note to do it with Levi. There's also some other oh, thing like in the cabbage here. Thing? Um, the well, the tonic water and the cabbage. The other thing she was the cabbage water, not really. She, the river, so she just kind of touched a little bit about it. I want to yeah. do that with the boys mm-hmm. with Levi and Koa. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun. And the cabbage water thing, the little litmus test that she talks about. Oh, yeah, further on.
0: I thought it was interesting that laundry brighteners use a chemical like that,
1: oh yeah, your tie I've pens seen. you're talking about tie pens and laundry brighteners,
0: not tie pens, but that's just The bleach pen, but mhm, but yeah, um the laundry brighteners, like tie would be like. Oh, put this on your laundry, and then all of a sudden your colors of your clothes are gonna be brighter. I'm like, how do they do that? Yeah, now I know. Need that. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me though. It's interesting to me. We do that with so many things though. I just I want to know how I could apply that in my own life.
1: hmm So then she talks about some other things the um, the raw egg and boiled egg so I like what she's already doing she's already like even though this is an introduction she's throwing so many concepts at us. I thought really she would take it slow I honestly thought she would take it slow right? so she throws the tonic water the cabbage water mm-hmm. the boiled egg the Hubble Space Telescope all these things
0: I honestly wasn't too fascinated with the the egg and telescope thing, mm-hmm. although the telescope was kind of cool because when I realized what she was getting at on the the point of axis being the one part of a spinning object that doesn't move, I was like, mm-hmm. mm, that's pretty clever, but I already knew the thing about the egg, so it didn't blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> blew my mind the first time around uh one more that really got me. I think it might have been the cabbage water. Let me skim over again really quick over here. Yeah, I must so I had this experiment on accident. After I had teeth pulled, I had planned to have a whole bunch of pudding, but I'm lactose intolerant, so I said, oh, let me just put my soy milk into my pudding mix and make, you know, pudding that I can have. Oh, okay. It never solidified. Oh. And then I read the box later, it says, do not substitute with any other type of milk. Oh, wow. Only use cow's milk. It must have to do with the acidity level because just like the jam, she was saying that you can't, um, the jam won't set unless it's acidic enough, which is what turned the blueberries pink colored. Mm Mm-hmm. The acidity
1: yeah so she was talking about the passage yeah. where she was trying to make her own blueberry jam mm-hmm. and she was expecting it to be blue but it didn't turn out to be blue it Turned right. out to be like pink
0: then i also wondered about the jam what like is it just food dye that um food companies engineers would use to turn blueberry jam blue for the mental piece or are they keeping it more basic for the natural blue mm-hmm. and then using some other chemical to thicken it up. Who knows? And what's worse for me? <laughs> or what's better for me? Yeah. <laughs> I should be more positive. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I had no idea that blueberries, cabbage... What else did she list? Um, like Oh, blood oranges... So many different colors. The verbena flowers and if you've ever studied witchcraft, I never did. It's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. But, I
1: skipped witchcraft. Um, it's very
0: interesting. Um, they have anthocyanin chemicals that are color pigmented based on the pH. Mm-hmm. Which is how I think my most recent purchase of lip gloss works.
1: Right. The one it's that's clear. Clear
0: lip gloss. With
1: a little flower inside of it. The flower cute.
0: inside, yeah. When I put it on, it reacts to the pH of my lips and produces a pink to purple level of pigment.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Blew my Mine mind.
0: almost always turns out like very, I don't know, fuchsia pink color. So I must have... Pretty aesthetic lips. I don't no. know, <laughs> salty. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> gross. But <laughs> I guess if you had like really, if you put like, I don't know, is it baking soda? That's like a true base. Oh yeah, that's a base. Put that on my lips first. It'd probably be like green or yellow lips. <laughs> nice. We I could do experiment. that.
1: We could do that with Levi too. Yeah.
0: I just want to do the science experiment. Because mm-hmm. when we had the big snow day, you weren't here for this one, I think. But your mom was boiling cabbage and and everything to make colored water because we didn't have food dye. Yeah, I didn't know at that time. I could have just poured in some vinegar or put in some laundry oh, soap, you're right. and it would have changed the color with one food item.
1: You're right.
0: Because <laughs> oh we man. were looking that around is, the house for everything. That is
1: still pretty genius that, you, that my mom did that.
0: It's I, so I didn't crazy. know you guys did cabbage water. I
1: thought you just did dyes. No, that's pretty cool.
0: I don't even remember if she bought that at all. I think we just did a natural.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate that. We did a natural and we did jello
0: water. That was very clever of her.
1: It's good. Yeah, so towards the end of this introduction, it was only like, what, like seven pages? um, She was talking about how, you know, it's just like age appropriate for adults to buy like a physics book and just read about physics actually it's more towards the middle of this introduction um mm-hmm. and then she kind of just emphasized that this isn't like a textbook or mm-hmm. just a book strictly for adults um and I like it it's already it's got my attention got the introduction mm-hmm. talking about eggs and Hubble space telescopes and litmus tests with cabbage water and all these things I think it would be pretty fun
0: I can get along with your writing style too yeah. it was okay
1: <laughs> it was it was okay
0: yeah. Well, it annoys me. It does annoy me when I can, when I'm reading it and I can hear somebody, like, talking to me. There's It does? Oh, man. It annoys me. <laughs>
1: it's like a breath of fresh air for me. All I do at work is <laughs> read technical manuals, and there's, like, no voice.
0: I think I'm just burned out on people yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Because, kind of like we were saying in the beginning, even just about reading who the author is or the introduction mm-hmm. it takes away from the the content of the book for me to remember that there's an author it just it distracts me okay so if I can, I can hear the that. voice in it then I'm distracted because I remember that somebody like me could just I start daydreaming somebody like me could oh, just yeah. be sitting there mm-hmm. writing something and blah blah yeah. blah and so then two pages later I'm like wait I didn't read anything <laughs> <laughs> I start uh, over and waste my time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I did like what she put at the very beginning, you know, where the authors always put like, oh, for my son. Yeah, yeah, I read She that. says to my parents, you know, right? And then she says... the um, Nana. Yeah, while I was a university student, I spent a while doing physics revisions at my Nana's house. Nana was down-to-earth northerner and was very impressed when I told her that I was studying the structure of the atom. Ooh, she said. And what can you do when you know that? She says, it's a very good question. That's how I feel like some of my job is, too. Mm-hmm. I just know a lot of things about, you know, say, sonar. Um, and sometimes people ask me, oh, that's great. And then I ask myself, well, what can I do with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's it's fun. Um, I do like the stuff about theory, and I always go further. I go beyond and read about, like, the theory of sound. So, Storm in a Teacup, Physics of Everyday Life, sounds like... That's why I picked it up. That's why yeah. I kind of snagged it. I saw it. I
0: imagine sure my my dad will really enjoy this yeah. book, too.
1: So the next chapter for later is Popcorn and Rockets. Exciting. And that's it for today. I had a really good time talking about it. It was pretty fun. Yeah? Yeah. I never really talk about books um, other than uh, one of my buddies... Engstrand Tyler Engstrand and I we we read like a couple fiction books but he's always finished the books way beforehand and then I would like be reading the book and then he'd just be excited for me
0: (laughs) Um, but this is fun
1: like we'll read chapter by chapter and just talk about stuff
0: and I think it's just great to have a conversation from a prompt Mm -hmm. but just not a cliche prompt because you know it's valuable books we've both been interested in in processing, so so ciao.
1: Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>